It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, The Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. It's finally been announced, and what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to discuss the hires. I want to ask you guys a few questions about not only grades, but expectations for each side of the ball. With us being new staff turnover, what are some of our expectations? What is the one thing we would like to see from either side of the ball that we perhaps didn't see enough of in 2023? But let's start with the defensive hires, guys, uh, or the, the the staff hires. Uh, obviously, DJ Durkin is the latest assistant to be hired. He will serve as defensive coordinator. Uh, Ike, you made mention of it, and I'm now that you mention it, I haven't seen a co listed by him. He is listed as the defensive coordinator. Uh, no co defensive coordinator. I thought that was very interesting, seeing as though Charles Kelly was announced as co-defensive coordinator so uh but he joins the staff along with charles kelly who was announced a few weeks ago uh on the offensive side of the ball uh you have new running backs coach Derek nix as well as uh slash offensive coordinator and kent austin is gets promoted from off the field to on the field as qb coach Want to start with you, B. Will? Uh, let's let's talk offensive side of the ball. Okay. 
Um, obviously some shuffling there. Caddy leaves, Phil Montgomery leaves. In comes these two guys that I've that I've mentioned. Ken Austin was already on staff, so really the only addition here is Derek Nix. In your estimation, what what grade would you give the offensive side of the ball as it pertains to this staff? Hmm. I'm thinking, what would I grade the staff if I didn't know what the staff was last year? And then what would I grade the changes? Because that's that's two different questions. The changes in A. Because you went from a Phil Montgomery, who you weren't meshing with philosophically, to a somebody who you would already work with, who knows you, you know them, and seems to be a better fit. A better fit, uniformity across the offensive front. You decide that you're going to call plays. Um, Derek, uh, Derek Nix is at least going to call some plays. We don't know exactly to what extent or what measure. But just getting everybody line in line on that side of the ball, that's worth this weight in gold. So that's an A on the offensive side of the ball. Now, if you just tell me, hey, here's a college football team, here's the staff, Hugh Freeze is the head coach and also the play caller, also the offensive coordinator to a certain extent because that's what he does, and Derek Nix is your OC, Ken Austin is your quarterback's coach, what grade do you give that? And I would say, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Derek Nix's expertise is. I don't know how good he is going to be at calling plays if he's going to call them. I don't know what his tendencies and what his uh, efficiencies are as a play caller or even as a play designer. Like we don't know that. We don't know. We can't parse apart what he did at Ole Miss because Lane Kiffin was there, another offensive mind who has his own system, who has his own ideas. We know that. For the second time now, though, a Hugh Freeze, who is an offense-heavy guy, and a Lane Kiffin, who is an offense-heavy guy, both decided, no, I want you to stick around for me. And I do, I do think that that speaks towards how good he is or can be in what his role is. So I think it's a positive. But do I know outside of comparisons from the last staff how good the staff is? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to say B because I believe that Hugh Freeze is a talented offensive mind and play caller. So I would say B on its own, but from the changes standpoint of did we improve? Yes, we improved because we got in, in alignment on the offensive side. Ike, what about you? What, 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 what grade would you give the offensive hires or higher in this case? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I'd give it a B, right? I, you know, um, and that's more so uh, from a recruiting standpoint, I think that you got better with Derek Nix. Um, I don't, I don't know enough about what he does as far as on the field coaching. He seems to be really good with running backs. Um, but I mean, they're Ole Miss running backs, so they didn't do too, too much. Um, yeah. just because it's Ole Miss, right? Like, I mean, right. outside of the last two seasons, of course, with their dynamic um, running back that they had there, like it didn't seem like Ole Miss was was committed to running the ball that much. They had a good run game. I don't want I don't want to disrespect Ole Miss's run game. I just really don't like Lane Kiffin, so I don't want to give him no credit for nothing. Um, <laughs> just for so let like me you. let me not just. I don't want to be a hater. I don't want to be a hater. <laughs> Ole oh, Miss man, is right. You, 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 sound, you sound like yeah. a hater, but it's okay yeah. when it yeah. comes to Ole Miss. So. Ole Miss had a good run game. I, I ain't gonna be no hater. Nah. So I, I but still, I think B plus is probably a, a good place to put it. Um, just because you, you didn't change a whole bunch. Um, and I don't want to compare it, like it's, like B. Will saying, I don't really want to compare what I think, um, you know, I did my, I think it was an upgrade overall um, in the staff uh, this season. But with uh, 
Montgomery, I felt like we were getting an experienced play caller that was going to be able to allow Coach Freeze to focus on the recruiting, which he he ultimately did. Um, but I think we're going to see kind of the reverse now where Mueller, the staff, is going to focus on recruiting and Coach Freeze is going to focus on play calling. And for that reason, you know, I think it's great because I think that the offense absolutely needs that. Um, but I'll give it a B plus overall for the staff. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I was torn between a B plus, like I was going to go B plus or B um, with this staff. But I, but I think you have to consider, in hindsight, which is always 2020, how we graded out with the offensive hires last year mm-hmm. uh, when Hugh Freeze came on the 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 Philip Montgomery hire in and of itself, and and it's not not necessarily about his ability to coach his offensive mind. I just think because of the the lack of chemistry between him and Hugh Freeze, that grade, that hire in and of itself would have brought down that hire. Yeah, the offensive staff hire. Yeah, like it's a way. So so even if I say B, it's an improvement over what Hugh Freeze did in his inaugural staff on the offensive side of the ball. So bringing in someone who uh, is familiar not only with Hugh Freeze, but has also worked with your offensive line coach. Yeah, um, you're bringing in people who have experience working with one another, um, and th- I'll also mention that when we get to DJ Durkin as well, these guys understand each other. They have a lot of experience in the SEC. They have a lot of experience recruiting in the SEC. Mm-hmm. The only unknown here is Ken Austin. I'm not quite sure about how he is as a recruiter. I think he's been lauded as a very good QB coach, mm-hmm. which is what we need and which is what he's been hired for. And in fact, yeah. I was surprised that he wasn't given that title when Hugh Freeze first came over. Um, I didn't realize he didn't have that title until <laughs> this year yeah. when he officially well, got he was, like He wasn't already that? He was an off-the-field analyst slash QB coach, but of course, he they didn't have enough room for him to be an on-the-field quarterbacks coach. They're just moving him. He's still right. doing the same role, essentially, just mm-hmm. on the field now instead of off the field. It's official. Yeah. It's, yeah. But yeah, so uh, I, I was surprised at that, but I think that's the, perhaps the, the question mark is... I think Derek Nix is known as a good recruiter. So you're 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 trading a, a good recruiter in Caddy for a good recruiter in Derek Nix. Cool. How good is Ken Austin? Or how involved will he be in in recruiting? That's that's the question there. And that's what's something that I'm curious about. We will see. But I think considering the dynamic of this coaching staff last year given that Hugh Freeze is going to be more involved offensively and he has guys on his staff who has worked with him under this new direction or mm-hmm. same direction, seeing as though these guys are familiar with him. Right. I think it's definitely an improvement. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a B, B. I'm going to give it a B. Um, okay. I'm not mad at that. I mean, it's, it's not me hating, but it's just, I think <laughs> it's an improvement. We're heading in the right direction there. Let's talk defensive. Talk defense, guys. All right. Charles Kelly, DJ Durkin. You freeze got his guy. Mm-hmm. What do we think about that side of the ball? I will start with you. We will. You know, I don't really know what to make of DJ Durkin's jobs at A, Ole Miss, and then B, Texas A&M. And the reason is that at Ole Miss, he was 
playing under a head coach who may have put his defense in bad situations intentionally from time to time. All right. So if we're going to weigh out, and I haven't looked at Ole Miss's defensive stats under Durkin, just like I haven't looked at Texas A&M. So what I think back to is when we played them, was there ever a moment where I'm like, oh, man, they're too good. We're not going to get this. No. I was never scared of, of Ole Miss defensively. And I wasn't really scared of Texas A&M defensively, even though I feel like we should have been because with the talent that they had on that side of the ball, you get a really good defensive coordinator, that should be what you need to put a slam lock, crazy defensive team on the field. But they weren't really that. We ran the ball very well against Texas A&M. We had a a laughable uh, amount of errors in that game. (laughs) And of course, the offense didn't do much. It it kind of self-imploded. But we still did... I don't know. Like, we, did we stop ourselves last year on offense, or did the other team stop us? And with Texas A&M, I go, kind of, kind of both, because that's who we were on offense last year. I don't know what to make of it, but I also know that again, Ole Miss, he wasn't playing for a guy who was going to help and protect the defense. Like Hugh Freeze consciously made a decision to try and help the defense last year. Lane Kiffin wasn't going to do that. At Texas A&M, he's playing for a guy who really is just on the way out for like a year and a half because Jimbo's just not a good head coach. So the culture was poor from top to bottom. And how much can you get out of players? How much can you get full focus, participation and effort out of players in that type of environment? Maybe if you're a really, really good type of leader yourself, but maybe not. So I don't really know what to make of DJ Durkin as a defensive coordinator. I don't think he's a poor one because if he was a poor one, then we see like what we see every time Ted Roof goes to be the defense coordinator somewhere. He's just going to leave in a couple of years. And it's like, oh, well, that's a bad defense. You out of here. But we don't, it's not that. It's, he's not a bad one. I don't know if he's a good one or not. We don't have enough consistent, hey, I'm going to give you what you need to succeed here the way Gus did with Kevin Steele. Okay, the way that I do think Hugh Freeze did with Ron Roberts, I'm going to give you what you need. I'm going to help you and protect you. Can you do the rest for me? Yet to be determined if that is what we have, a a great defensive coordinator or even a good one. We got to give him some time to see. What do you think, Ike? I think this is a a quality hire, man. I don't think um, all of these staffs around the SEC wanted to hire DJ Durkin for no reason. Um, he's improved the defense first year in both of this, his previous stops, uh, Ole Miss and Texas A&M. And um, I think that he is going to be a good hire and he's a good recruiter. And that's something that I don't know that I could say of Ron Roberts. Right. Um, so, um, you know, from that standpoint, very good. Um, then when you think about what you get uh, with uh, making sure you keep Wesley McGriff on staff. That's mm. a plus, yeah. right? Yep. yep, yep, And then, you know, last but not least, Charles Kelly, who mm. is, he's been good everywhere that he's been. Um, again, I don't know what to make of that first year at Colorado, or his only year at Colorado, I won't say first year, that, that year at Colorado, mm. as far as what he is as a defensive mind. Um, but he helped them to get a good recruiting class, even in a short time there. So, you know, Charles Kelly is that guy when it comes to recruiting, and he knows what he's doing. He knows how to make those relationships specifically here in the Southeast. Um, So I like what you get from Kelly, and I like what we have um, in DJ Durkin in the retention of 
of crime is is important to that whole mixture. Yes. Um, I, I'll I'll stay at a B plus. Uh, actually, I'll go A minus for the defense. Actually, I'm gonna bump it up to an A minus on the defensive staff. I think that this is a good staff um, as it's composed right now. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going A- minus for a lot of the reasons Ike mentioned, but I, I think... It's an A minus because you could have done so much worse than what you did. Um, given the issues on that side of the ball from a from a chemistry standpoint with coaches, this could have been much worse than what it was. Um, because McGriff was pretty much out the door. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You would have had to replace him as well. Like you're you're looking at two two coaches in the defensive backfield that you would have had to replace. Mm. Essentially, you only had to replace one when it was all said and done. You bring in a guy who has worked with two guys who are on your staff currently because they both coached. They all coached together at Ole Miss, the offensive line coach and Derek Mix. Mm-hmm. So. This is someone who not only has a lot of experience in the SEC, something that Ron Roberts did not have, but this person has also worked with some of the guys already on staff, which is big. Yeah. You have a guy who has Ole Miss just did not have the athletes. Like when we looked at, especially the, I think last year we saw an upgrade in terms of talent on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And it showed because statistically their defense took some steps in the right direction. Right. Right. So I remember watching and we were, we were discussing Ole Miss. They just didn't have the guys to run that scheme that DJ Durkin had at Ole Miss, which means they were very vulnerable against the run. If you recall, even, even in Harson's final year, we were able to run the ball pretty well against Ole Miss. A lot of teams were able to mm-hmm. run the ball. Yeah. For all the complaints about Texas A&M and how bad their defense, their secondary was last year, because that's where a lot of the complaints was with with DJ Durkin's defense last year was the secondary. Right. They had a very formidable front line. DJ Durkin is a linebacker coach by trade. Nothing else, he's going to have your front seven in decent shape. And that's exactly how AM was, which mitigated some of the issues. Me and I talked about it off offline before we started the show, mitigated some of the issues on the back, back end of your defense. I expect him to actually improve, and we'll talk about this later, but 
I'm excited about what he's going to do with the front seven. I really am. And you don't lose your scheme for the most part because he ran a very similar scheme as Ron Roberts. So you still, you, you don't have to teach these kids a brand spanking new defense. Terminology may be a little different, but conceptually, you're still running the same defense in a sense. You got three down linemen, the responsibility of whatever they're going to call the edge, jack, whatever that position mm-hmm. is, whether he's going to be back in coverage more or if he's going to be strictly a, a rush end type of guy, that's up to DJ uh, Durkin to determine. But the defensive scheme is still intact. So I like I like that from that vantage point. And to Ike's point, I think we upgraded from a recruiting standpoint with DJ Durkin. Charles Kelly, awesome recruiter, has been a part of some amazing defenses. It's an A minus, actually, considering what could have potentially happened with that side of the ball, given the issues going on last year. I think Hugh Freeze did exceptionally well on that side. I think we were lucky, <laughs> if we're going to be honest about how it all played out. Could have gone much worse. I'm going to go A minus here. Let, let me ask y'all this. Is there any, do y'all believe that DJ Durkin was first choice? No. No. I okay. think Chris Kiffin was the first choice. Okay. Okay. I wonder why he keeps like, <laughs> why is you freeze thinks he think he gets the second season? He was like, I want Chris Kiffin. Chris Kiffin was like, eh, I'll talk to you in a minute. He He worked. <laughs> I mean, they worked together. This they is did. another. This is again. This is another guy who worked with with Hugh Freeze. So it, so the theme I've gotten from from Hugh Freeze this year is I'm going with the guys that I've had success with, right? Okay. Yeah. Kiffin was one of those guys, so that makes him an attractive choice. I've already mentioned how I'm I'm hesitant with NFL guys, <laughs> right? Because they're right. a phone call away. Yeah, uh, from going back, and who who wouldn't want to take a higher paying job? With less responsibility, right? Well, it's not necessarily higher paying. It depends. If your reputation is good enough in college, you can make way more than an NFL job. But to your point, yes, it's a lot more regulated and a lot more consistent than college coaching for sure. So, I'm always leery about those guys. You hire Chris Kiffin. Are we talk? Are we going to be back here a year later talking about a new defensive coordinator? Right. Right. Yeah. So. And again, it, it is not like the Houston Texans was trash. <laughs> he went to the playoffs and advanced with a rookie head coach and a rookie QB. Future a def- a right. defensive head coach, by the way, who if you are the defensive coordinator, now he doesn't call the defense. D'Amico Ryan's does because he's a defensive guy by trade. But is, is, is he the DC there though? Is he the or is he no. the D line coach? He was a D line coach. Okay, that's awesome. Oh, okay, he's okay. D line coach. He's I'd a D line coach. But, be, yeah. but my point is, is that why leave a good thing? Right. It's, it's not like it's not like it was a sinking ship. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, the only reason I would say is if you really kind of like the mentorship aspect that you get from being a college coach, and if you wanted to be a defensive coordinator, right? So right. you you get the promotion to DC, and you get a chance to mentor um, the guys in college would be a reason that you would do it but if if it's if it's just about kind of what's the best situation yeah there's no real reason to leave houston right now they're they're doing right. well yeah. right right so um 
No, I, I think I think Kiffin, his familiarity with Kiffin made him very attractive. But I, I just I just I would have been surprised if Kiffin had left again. He was offered the co-defensive coordinator position at Ole Miss a year ago, accepted it and then went back to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so it, that was going to be a hard pull. If he had done that, I would have been impressed that he got him to go instead of his. He got him to come back to college instead of his brother. I would have been surprised if he had pulled that. So he's the linebackers coach at the Texas. linebackers coach. Okay. okay, so good, good info. Appreciate that, Jonathan. So, gentlemen, what are we expect? So, let's go overall. I think we just got to go overall. So, overall, what is your overall grade? Because also, too, even though we lost Trevon Reed, you guys oh, talked about I that. About Trevon, you guys talked about Trevon yeah. Reed. Yeah, leaving um, on the Sundays live. I wasn't on that one, um, but. Man, last week was a week of L's, man. Goodness gracious. But Don't remind we, me. we hired Will Redmond from LSU to be the mm-hmm. GM of football. Our thoughts overall, on-field staff, off-field staff, the hires that we're from that we're aware of, how would you grade what Hugh Freeze has done up to this point? I, I'd give him a solid B plus. And the reason I say B plus is uh just looking at the offseason. And what you had to do. I think Ron Roberts needed to not be here. Um, I think Coach Crime needed to be back. Those changes, I mean, we that happened. Both of those things happened. So that's a big win. I don't know if if he has a, if Hugh Freeze has a philosophy that he leans towards on defense or if it's like, let me, is he get the right guy or does he get the right scheme? And that's something I don't know about Hugh Freeze because I haven't followed his head coaching career long enough to know what we all running at Ole Miss, what we running at Liberty, I'm not sure about that. Um, I would like to know. There, there are a lot of offensive head coaches who get the wrong defensive coordinator a lot because they, I don't know why. It just seems to happen a whole lot. Like, like what's his name? Uh, Lincoln Riley? Bad, terrible, awful, no good choices at defensive coordinator. And he's, it's been that way for a long time. I am e- interested to see Hugh Freeze. Do you have a guy that you want or do you have a scheme that you want? And you're just going to trust you get to get any guy that runs that scheme because in a lot of coordinators are like this, that's what gives me trouble. That guy gave me hell with his scheme. So I want to get him to run mine is I, I want to know what that, what that is. I don't know if he's plugging holes just for culture and fit or if schematically these are the best possible choices. That's what I don't know. So it's hard to grade overall, but I do think the player development people, the kind of transfer portal GM guys that we've gotten, that's going to help a lot because I think we saw if you look at our overall haul in the transfer report last year, it did not work out very well. So um, if he's patched that hole, what he's done is saying, I'm not good at that. I need guys. I'm not good at this. I need somebody. I applaud him for understanding what he is and isn't good at and making those changes. The changes that needed to happen happened. Whether or not they're the absolute best choices, we don't know yet. But I applaud him. I think it's an A because he made the changes that needed to happen. What say you, Ike? Yeah, I'll give it an A overall as well. I mean, listen, um, losing Cadillac and um, and Zach Etheridge in the same offseason, just that felt like a potential disaster. Yeah, and then man. crime was was already out the door, right? And so, right, like, you, you couldn't have all three of those guys leave and and have me feel good, so I thought. Right. But then you go and you hire Charles Kelly, who I think is a great coach, 
and you go and you get Derek Nix, who I think is a good coach, and you go and get DJ Durkin, who I think is a good coach. And I think it it makes you feel a little bit better about the the attrition that happens. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then you know with uh, Trevon Reed leaving and you get Will Redmond in, I think that that's good for the role that you're asking him to do as far as just kind of helping you organize GM style um, what you need to do in this era of college football. Um, so you know, listen, I, it's an A, man, and. The only thing that had me kind of frustrated with this entire process was how long the defensive coordinator search took. But, you know, um, it, I think it had to be the way that it is in order for them to be able to um, to get their guy just because the whole Chris Kiffin thing was a saga that was going to go on forever. So right, they just had right. to pull the trigger on something, and they've right. done that. And I think, too, Hugh Freeze met with reporters today and was like, hey, I, I'm taking my time on this process. Um, he wasn't going to make a quick decision. I think Hugh Freeze also understands the sense of urgency around year two. Um, he's going to have to show some improvements in on the field. Um, I think he. I think he's he's done enough for people to be patient, given how year one played out because of how he's done on the recruiting trail. He knows in year two, I need to show improvement on the field, which means I got to get this right. Not only in terms of chemistry with staff, but also to make sure that we're all flowing in the same direction. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I think, and you guys talked about it last Sunday, I didn't get a chance to chime in with Will Redmond. Obviously, he's doing something completely different from what Trevon Reed was asked to do. I think Trevon Reed was pretty much the guy who, when those kids came in the door and you needed someone to sell Auburn, you needed someone to resonate with the family, Yeah, Trevon yeah. was that guy. I think in this new era of Portal, the issue was we can't even get these guys here because they're visiting school A and they're committing before they even visit Auburn, right? right? That was one of the frustrations that Hugh Freeze lamented over the transfer portal era. Yeah. This is a guy who helped LSU pretty much rebuild its roster through the transfer portal mm-hmm. when Brian Kelly showed up there. This guy has a he has experience in that. And we're not even in a desperate situation as Brian Kelly was, but this guy can shore up shore up some of the gaps. Uh, that Hugh Freeze is unable to address through high school. And I think that's an amazing get to help him with something that, for the most part, Hugh Freeze has admitted, this is a weakness of mine. Right. So to shore up that weakness with this hire is is strong. I'm going a B-plus here. It's kind of the average of the two. But I think Will Redman in and of itself is a B-plus hire as well. So it's a B-plus in my book. <laughs>